I literally go like this to shake his hand, and he, he's you know he's tall. Doesn't even see me. Can I tall? <laughs> Look at me. Look at you, bro. Bro, you're six five. Okay, it's a little different. Janai's three inches taller than you, bro. It's he's still not, tall. That's not tall. It's still tall. No, that's not tall. He's <laughs> tall to you, but so is my ten year old daughter. I promise. <laughs> Isn't she, babe? I guarantee you my 10-year-old daughter's taller than you, Shorty. Like, oh, everybody's look, You're tall. making me feel worse. Well, don't feel worse about it. God, you're like George off Seinfeld right now. Like, oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, mic check. One, two. Hey, hey. That, that, that's how Are you people, a Dallas rapper? No, that's how people know you're a DJ. Mike, check. Why do we do that? Check one, two. Check, why was check one, two? I've never go to. I've never Googled it, and that's what the kids do these days. If they don't know what it is, they Google it. The kids? Yeah. Just, We're old? Um, yes. When, you're, when, you, when you can say you, you're, you just had your 20-year high school reunion, that means you're old. Bro, I'm getting there. Yeah, next year? What year did you graduate? 2001. I was 03. So next year. Next year. Oh, this kid's on it. Yeah, we got special guests in the studio. We do. We have, uh, so we're broadcasting from Las Vegas, uh, which I've never done in my entire career. So this is cool. This is the Link Hotel. And I think it, it shuts off in a second. As, as it's all good. Like yeah. you know, you guys had a train in the back of Joe Buns. <laughs> Bro, like, was it not crazy? Yeah, he's like sitting there telling something serious, and you just he's hear, like, "Hold on a second, the, train, the train's got to come by." I was there. I was there last week. Like I saw the train. Like I was like, "Oh, that's the train from the podcast for sure." That bitch is real close. Are we allowed to cuss on this thing? You can do whatever the fuck you want to do. All right, that's a yes. You know, if you, you can legitimately do whatever the fuck you would like to do. And this is Las Vegas. Yes. So what is this thing you got right here? This is a... Uh, what do I have here? It's a stizzy. It's a stizzy. Yeah. It's just a, a vape cartridge. This is the sour... It's a vape cartridge. Sour It's, it's the one thing that you can do when you're in Vegas, but like... If you go home, when you, you you're not supposed to take anything home on an airplane, obviously. So I've never done it. But... Uh, I'm glad we don't have this filmed. <laughs> People see your face, Shorty. I've never done it, um, but it, it is a felony in Texas to have vapes or edibles. But if you really? have flour, it's a misdemeanor. It's crazy. So in South Carolina, they just passed it in the Senate uh, to where we can have marijuana uh, for uh, um, uh, medical purposes. So I think... Supposedly, Texas is like that, too, but I haven't... I mean, we have a bunch of CBD shops, but... Yeah, so I think I'm I think I'm developing PTSD. <laughs> My, I have lower back pain constantly. I, I do. I actually do. Yes, all the years yeah. of working as a DJ. The I, hard part is that it, it requires me to go to the doctor. I'm, I'm not a I'm not a hey I got to get my six month checkup like turn left cough your head kind of guy. I mean. Well, you just this, had your this, twenty year reunion, so I think I think turn get, I think turn and cough is next. No, the, but I'm fine with the turn and cough. I don't want the bend over. This might this might be cold. You know, uh, is, isn't a colonoscopy, is that, what, 50, right? I don't know. I, I think it is 50. It's not something that it's on my, like, yo, I'm really looking forward to this in the next 10-year list. Like, definitely, that's not on the top or even remotely near the bottom. It's non- non-existent. No pun, the bottom. Yeah, the bottom. Uh, I appreciate you coming on, man. Yo, I'm excited to be here. I've, I've enjoyed listening to episode one and two. Um, two is a disaster, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Listen, and it, the, the part of it that... It wasn't a disaster. It was entertaining to listen to, but I felt like we were just uh, in our group chat playing Call of Duty. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. 100%. But it was just me and Kevin. Yeah. 
but you know, you guys had you. It was just uh, it went all over the place, and I'm hoping mine doesn't. Nah. Well, so I was telling Kevin, I was like, I love doing the conversations and stuff, but you know, being in the field that I was in for so long, uh, you know, I loved entertaining in that aspect as well. I just never did mornings in that format. So long talk where you're trying to come up with different topics is a struggle for me. So, you know, if you listen to episode two, don't please don't leave me here. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, uh, I don't know where I'll be on the list because you, you got some heavy hitters rolling through oh, you're ne- you're next. the podcast you're, you're, studio. Bro, you're episode okay. three. Let's do I, this. I, I would lo- so I was supposed to come to Raleigh yeah. for DJ's vault. Joe was nice enough after our interview, um, even though I kept him 30 minutes longer than he wanted. And that dude has a time schedule. He literally looked. So I have a counter uh, here on my iPad. I'll let you see. I don't want to see it. Like, so you can see like how much we have left. Does that say five minutes? An hour and five. Oh, I that's just have a little have extra left. time. Oh, got it. But he was looking at it. And it said like 36 left. He, like, I think I cut it out because, wait, how much fucking longer we got? <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, I thought this was good. But I really enjoyed it. I'm, you know. I'm glad to be on the podcast. I'm glad to chat with you. You're a you're you're a person that is one of my pandemic friends. I, I classify sure. like where you meet someone, where they become into your life. Like you're you're definitely a. We Do we remember together. how we? I think you started coming on Wars on Wednesdays and on Twitch. I think that yeah. was probably early on where we first interacted. Um, Which was know, a great idea. Yeah, I've I'd seen you on socials, hanging out with Justin and yeah. Sam and other people that I, that I knew and. Um, through the DJ world, and then now, you know, your career has changed to where you're focusing full time on this and able to come travel and be around us. And so, it's a scary uh, thing. I don't know why. It's good. I'm I'm excited, bro. Like I was super stoked to hear you and Joe. I think that you're a you're a great interviewer. You like Appreciate you you're really good at asking questions. Like you got Joe fired up, bro. He I don't know who this Chuck guy is. I hope I never am around when Chuck's in the building. <laughs> you know what I mean, bro? Joe just like. Almost the guy. Yeah. It's funny it about great. that. I um, love hearing stories, and you brought stories out. It wasn't like, hey, man, tell me about your career and where you got. like, Which I think is interesting. Yeah, I think but, it's interesting for us DJs to know, but you know, I've told Justin this and, and Justin Reed, who's in my market. Justin and I have known each other for 20 years. I mean, and we're competitors, but I don't ever look at it like that. But, I mean, Justin knows my life, knows my family, my friends, my my brothers, knows my my history with my alcoholic mother. And my my dad was like, yo, I'm going to go to the gas station. And then I, I didn't see him for, like, 10, 10 years. You know, he knows all that. And so, like, I think that there's, like, when all us DJs get together, we just kind of want to click into that. Like, oh, hey, man, what about that Rev 7 or you know, that fucking guy DJing on TikTok. You know, like, we just... <laughs> we got, no names. We got, by the way, come on. Gene, come on. You're a talented yeah. guy. Joe's Super on. Super talented. I, I, bro, I, was, I, I mean, love Kevin to death and, and uh, some other friends. Kevin, I love you too. I just, I agree to disagree. And I don't want to leave it at that. I don't want yeah. to get into a debate about it because, I mean, the dude's talented. He's He's got himself to where, um, you know, he wanted. TikTok is something that was unexplored and he's sure. going to be a, a pioneer in the DJ TikTok era. And... Um, well, and another guy who's in the yeah. social media world is laying on my bed right now. I think he's asleep. Justin, was it Justin? Justin the, D- the Justin D- dot the DJ on Instagram, uh, but Justin the DJ smashing it on reels too, and, and like being creative and coming up with ideas, whether or not it's something that you can do physically live at one time, like you know, 
um, or you produce it, it's something you made. It's something you created. Sure. Like it's someone else's way of expressing how they want to create it. It may not be possible to do on the actual tools that are in front of you because there's so many dynamic elements to it. And he made those dynamic elements happen on the back end yeah. and made a video that was great that the entire world saw. Sports I think, Center picked I think up. a lot of DJs are just kind of butthurt that it wasn't them that made the break. Like who cares? Like yeah. let's celebrate Joe's on. Like Joe's on is showing our community are showing people what our community is made of. And he's, he's in the same shoes that you and I are in. Like, and now it's his world's changed. So like, let's not hate on the guy because he doesn't make our, uh, no one else is fucking talking about the fact that that was not done live. Right. Except for fucking big dumbass DJs. Right. Sorry. I may piss some people off, but that's just, (laughs) but I I think like we're all allowed to have a different opinion. You and I have the same opinion of the guy did it in Ableton or whatever. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, and he he's smiling on the video and all that. But that's just his personality. Like yeah. I've I've talked to Joe a few times on you know uh, Messenger and, and and stuff. And Justin and the, those guys met him and they've talked very highly about him. How just positive he is. Uh, so yeah, I think I'm with you. And I think how can you not think he's positive? The dude's always got a smile. Like that's the, one of the first Bro. things when I see Joe, Joe's here. He's here in Vegas, so I plan to have a chat with him. But like, just ask him. Like, bro, does it hurt? Maybe I need. Does it hurt? He's gonna be like, what does what what hurt? Smiling all the time. Like, I've never seen you on TikTok where you're not have that charismatic smile and you're bouncing around the room. Like, that's what people want to see. Like, that is what people are watching. His presence. Like, there's a thousand DJs doing mashups out there, but he's got a great presence with it too. So, I wish I I said I don't want to go on. I don't want to dive deep into this. So I'll edit all this out. No, we. I mean, I'll just cut it right there (laughs) and be like, to hear more, go to my Patreon account. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit. (laughs) <laughs> to hear Nate talk uh, shit, um, Nate. So you're so you're not the only one. I'm just gonna. I don't have a Patreon. No, no, no. I don't have no, like, shit. but what are you talking about about the Patreon thing? Like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't tell anybody. But like, I feel like um, Joe and I have had conversations in the past where we've talked. Like, sure, uh, we were on, you know, on a crate hackers call together, and then I was like, "Yo, man, congrats on Sports Center." Just sent him a DM, and he's like, "Thanks, bro." To find more of my mixes, no, did he really? <laughs> I swear. Uh, Justin, no, I never got that. Hand me my phone. I want to. You can edit this out or not. Like, I don't want to piss the guy off, but I, I, I kind of thought we were cooler than that. (laughs) Just it was like an auto responder, maybe, and that maybe would have been. I'm sure his shit was getting blown up. I'm not in his shoes. He's now like I would. I I had like myself on a tier of like most cool DJs in the industry (laughs) on social media. Down and Joe Zahn's at the top now. Bro, Nate, Nate, Nate opens up Instagram to Sports Center and was like, "Well, shit." No, what the first time I saw it is one of my best friends, my best man at my wedding. Uh, he just sends me a DM, and it's a reel from SportsCenter. It's Joe Zahn, and I'm like, what? And so he sent it to me because he follows SportsCenter, and we play basketball together. We talk kicks together all the sure. time. And like, I was like, oh, shit, that's my homie. SportsCenter picked it up. That's crazy. And then another one of my friends from college that's a dentist, he knows <laughs> I'm a too. DJ, sent it to me, and DMs is like, yo, check this out, from SportsCenter. And I'm like, I, I uh, actually, I tagged him in a story, and I was like, the homie, <laughs> Mr. Wired Up, doing big tanks. And then he said, thanks so much. You can grab this full version and all of my mashups and mixes on Patreon.com. That's the response I got. So I don't know if it's an autoresponder or whatever, but. Or, I mean, good marketing. Yeah. You know. You're really great at that. Nate Nelson. Uh, you're Nate at DJ Nate Nelson on Instagram. Everything, I think. Every, right? Everything. Like, if you want to cash at me, it's the dollar sign DJ Nate Nelson. So that's the only one that's not at DJ Nate Nelson. So. Yeah. And, and I wish that that uh, at Hundo Nate Nelson was available. 
Um, Here we go. And well, you know what the problem? Like you just said, like you and Justin um, have been <laughs> friends for twenty years, and he knows everything about you. Right. That's the scary part: is that Justin knows a lot of bad stories about me, and so I'm sure, like, you came prepared to talk about. I, hey, yo, actually, Justin, tell me some stories about Nate that I could bring over the podcast, and so, he probably dropped some. I actually didn't. No, I, okay. I, I didn't talk to Justin okay. about that. I, I, he knew that we were going to do the show. Uh, I actually didn't. We didn't dive in as much as like uh, what stories he has on you. We were out last night. We're here in Las Vegas uh, for Mex, and you were talking about how you got the nickname Nate Hundo Nelson. Your wife is also in the room. Yeah, it's just uh, Hundo. It was the, oh yeah, the, everything just, got dropped. everything was just Hundo. Okay, it was just Hundo. This Hundo uh, uh, situation happened in Vegas, though. Yes, and my first time to Vegas. So your first time ever to Vegas. Um, I, I don't. You told this story. Vegas has gone downhill since my first trip. Okay, every fucking time. Like <laughs> literally, I stayed at the at Encore, the property that's connected to the Wind. The two okay. buildings that look the same. Like it's like okay. top of the top. That was my first time to Vegas. I stayed there. Like you walk in, you have a remote control to open the blinds. Like in regular rooms. Okay. <laughs> my room is thirty five dollars a night. Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> oh the shit. Link. And I won a bunch of money. I don't <laughs> no, 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 no. You got to tell a story correctly. <laughs> you, you say you won a bunch of money. Uh, how much money did? Let's, let's actually let me rewind here. Where, what game were you playing to win all this money? Roulette. Okay. So, story goes, we get to Vegas. It's the first time coming to Vegas, um, and I had like been saving tips like in a in an envelope. For, like, my game, I like to gamble. So, like, my gambling money, like, I know, like, okay, I can budget to take this much to Vegas. This is how much I can spend on, like, sure the shit necessities that I need and eating and all that thing, like, right? right? And it's like, this over here is just for gambling. Okay. And so we get to the, and I was excited. I was like, oh, fuck yeah, Vegas. Like, we get off, we get out the airport, we go to the hotel, we pull up at the, encore hotel and i'm just like holy shit this is this is like like, the, like a movie yeah it's crazy it's awesome so we go in we're checking in and, and glenn and ed were checking into the rooms so i'm like oh shit the roulette table is right here by registration so i'm pull out one of my hundreds and I'm wait, wait over. so you haven't even checked checked in. no my, my bags were with me at the roulette table <laughs> like it's right behind me like room who needs I have a, a room i have a problem <laughs> <laughs> that has this always been a thing like back in Dallas or wherever like where I mean you we live? don't have casinos there but I did in college growing up have a casino but I was a poker player I like to express I like to stretch my mind muscles with numbers like okay. I I'm really I can be I love priding myself and like if my kids get in the car and they're like dad what's 1247 times 14 and then I'm like in the front of the car like <laughs> trying to figure it out and they've got their iPads back there waiting for me that like did it with a calculator and I'll be like, Nate's up in the driver's seat. Like and this is a true through. story. My wife's over here shaking her head. This happens all the time. My kids know that I love to do math problems like that. So right. I like to play cards. I like to try to figure out what my odds are, where my hands are. Okay. Roulette's just a fucking shoot. Like That's just the thrill of going, oh, man, I got 35 to 1 if I hit my numbers. And if you play the same numbers all the time, it's bound to hit. <laughs> sure. You know? like So I did. I, I sat down, put my first 100 in. And I, I don't know what I hit. I think I was like, I think I did it uh, first time in Vegas. Never played roulette. And I was like, I don't know. I, I give him a hundred. She's like, you want singles or fives? So Wait, I'm like, oh, you've, poker. Whoa. You've never played this game ever in your entire life. You see the machine yeah. with your suitcase in hand and yeah. go, fuck it. I'm just going to so, try it. So my wife's godmother, Gigi, 
um, she loves roulette. So she told me about it all the time. She was like, yeah, just pick your numbers. It's got good odds. You can play this. And so, like, as I'm learning the game in real life, I walk up and I make the mistake. Like, give them 100. They say, you want singles or fives? And I'm like, well, I play with poker with five dollars. Give me fives, right? So then you only have 20 chips. Instead of. Yeah. And so I'm just picking what's my minimum it's like 10 bucks or whatever so i put like two chips out and i just wait I'm, you know i'm trying to figure these things out right. well like on the third spin i'm like 30 bucks in i had a five dollar chip on a number that i picked and it hit right and that pays you like uh 175 bucks okay and i was like i put five dollars on there and it hit and paid me 175 dollars so now you've got the, the bug now you're just like so okay. i get these chips back and then i spin again and hit another number with a five on it so i'm like oh shit i'm up i got 300 bucks and then i i think i hit uh something else again and i was like oh and then glenn's like rooms are ready so i was like hey just color me up and i have all these chips so i slide the chips over and they color me up and i'm like fuck yeah i got like 350 bucks in chips uh for the week so i'm not even digging into the rest of my budget money so i just take the chips i didn't go to cashier because i'm like staying there so i'm like i'll just play with them later um two or three days go by like I never had time. We were busy. I was doing like conference stuff where I was like early on first conference. I think I got to go to everything. I'm sitting through all these amazing presenters. This is a DJ conference. Yeah, it was for Mobile okay. It was my first time at Mobile Beat, my first time to Vegas. I won all this money. And so like I'm meeting new people, meeting like legends. Like Name, uh, Name some legends. Matt Raticelli. Like okay. met him for the first time there. Like he's he's one of the most inspiring people in my life. Like he dude's a smart motherfucker. Like um, met him. I met Ron Brown. I met a bunch of like think tank guys, uh, and Janai. The first time I met Janai, you um, heard my Janai story. I called him Janie the first time. Okay. <laughs> Janie, like, yeah, that's why he. I think that's and why he, he says looked his, at me like yeah. you're a fucking you idiot. Right. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't. He didn't. He. I didn't exist. I mean, you like, heard my Jan- Jan- you heard my Janai. On yeah, Joe on Joe's Lockett. thing, like you know. So I had the same so thing. I've still like, not he was met like, Janai. Really. Well, no, he, he's supposed to. He, he may come out tomorrow. So if he's here, I'll fucking guarantee you I'm gonna introduce you. I literally. So the story for those that are in the room uh, listening, I literally it was DJX in Atlantic City, and I'm dumb. I'm so I'm sometimes an awkward person around people. Imagine that. And uh, Jan, I mean, he does it big. Like it's you know he walks into a room. He's got twelve cameramen and you know fucking girls going wild, girls everywhere. It's all it's a whole thing. And That's I, not go, true. I literally did this. He's, you, you really been around? I, like, I did like this. To girls all around Jan. I have never been. Around. It's <laughs> mostly just, a bunch I'm of dudes. I'm just making that up. I literally go like this to shake his hand, and he, he's, you know, he's tall. Doesn't even see me. Jan, I tall. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. Look at you, bro. bro. You're six five. Okay, it's a little different. I'm Jan, down, Justin, Jan help is, me out. Jana is fucking three inches taller than you, bro. It's he's still not, tall. That's not tall. It's still tall. No, that's not tall. He's <laughs> tall to you, but so is my ten-year-old daughter. I promise. <laughs> Isn't she, babe? I guarantee you my 10-year-old daughter's taller than you, Shorty. Like, oh, everybody's tall. You're making me feel worse. Well, don't feel worse about it. God, you're like George off Seinfeld right now. Like, oh, God. Oh, God. So I go to, like, shake his hand. Yeah. Hey, what's up, man? So I do. Homeboy. Are we trying to shake hands? Homeboy, because I'm going to show you. He points to tell the cameraman which way to go. And just, like, yes. keeps walking. I was like, all right, man. <laughs> I gave him, like, the, the kind of, yeah. like, okay. So you yeah, know, I've it's never an awkward situation. It's shit happens. Like Joe Bunn and I had dinner last night, and we're leaving dinner, and he Joe's the most recognizable icon face in our industry, right? Sure. And uh, so we talked about it already. We talked about, you know, how you guys talked about Nick 
skipping yeah. out. Like you and Kevin talked about that mm-hmm. last week. Like, yeah. uh, it is different. And sometimes people walk up to you and you may have had that, <laughs> you may have had that shorty <laughs> interaction. It's like, shake my hand. I am right. shorty. I'm glad to meet you. Like that interaction happens sure. even with me sometimes. And it's just like, you know, I've always had to try to figure out, okay, remind me of your name. Like that's mm-hmm. the nicest way for me to say that. Like, I'm sorry. Remind me of your name. Oh yeah, we met here, and then picture or back or over on Facebook or Instagram yeah, or. But yeah. it, it it can be if if you it's a real hard balance. It's like and and Joe and I were like, imagine being a real celebrity. Sure, <laughs> because you know, like, Joe doesn't think he made it. Because the <laughs> <laughs> so like imagine being Bro, a real celebrity. He's like, I fucking made it. All right? I I like it right here. Like I so I like well, it the, where I'm at because in the I DJ community, Jason J and I. You know, he goes into like the if he a goes real to Max, yeah. everyone knows him. If he goes into a Wawa in, in New Jersey, although I will say, Joe and I were at Carolina Ale House in Raleigh. He's like, "Let me take you. I'll take you to lunch." And so we're we're kind of talking, and uh, uh, I was kind of talking to him about this kind of thing where he, he everybody knows him. Ah, man, nobody knows me. Yes, walk into Carolina House. Oh, I did her wedding. Her name's Felicia or whatever. So Felicia comes down, like serves us. And we're no literally- lie. I guarantee you, like, at, at one point in my life, I thought Joe paid people to, like, do shit <laughs> like that. <laughs> because, you know, he'll, like, Joe's a smart motherfucker with marketing. He'll, sure. he'll figure out ways to be like, damn. Like, even if make and people- marketing people are really good at making you think one way. Like, we went to, I went to the very first PhDJ conference okay. in Raleigh. Yeah. Like, Mike and Joe put this thing on. Glenn and I went. And, you know, Joe had this video at the time, like, do you know Joe Bunn? Like, did you see that video? So that video came out, right? And so he had showed it in the PhD podcast. He was talking about marketing. Like, I made this video. He did the Dollar Shave Club video, those things. Yep. And I kid you not, bro. The hotel is like downtown Raleigh. We're walking to this restaurant that night down the thing. Mm -hmm. And we're literally walking down the strip. And I swear to God, he texts these motherfuckers like, all right, we're on our way. Because it was like, hey, Joe. Like, every motherfucker that we walk by on the street. <laughs> What's up, Joe? Everybody knew Joe Bunn. Dude, we're. we're and at- I, sw- I was like, I literally, uh, to this day, I guarantee he remembers. I'm like, Joe, you text, you paid these people <laughs> to do this. And we get to the restaurant and the waitress is like, hey, Joe, here's your tape. Like, we Raleigh literally- ain't, Raleigh's not like your corner store street. Like, <laughs> right. little, little ass town. Right. right. It's, it's a, a pretty, city. pretty big city. Right. You're walking down downtown Raleigh. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. So we're, no, hell no, this shit's not real. So we're waiting to get our food. We're at Carolina Ale House. The girl at Carolina Ale House knows him. We we are everybody we, knows Joe. ESPN is on the fucking TV, and this hockey head coach pops up. Oh, I DJ'd his wedding. It's like, what the fuck? Like he everybody. But he, you were talking about the marketing. You know, he, Joe. You know, Joe. Every time the Cowboys win and like it's a football day, Joe sends me a picture of him and Dak Prescott. How is it to be a doubt? Wait, let's go. Hold on. I'm going to ask a question in a second because we're getting away from the hundo story here. Yeah. I don't know if you're trying to do it on purpose or not. I mean, I told you I was going to skirt, skirt it. <laughs> right. So we're going back. Hundo uh, became your nickname first time in Vegas. Yeah. You, you So you won like 300 something bucks. Yeah, I had chips. the chips. But, the, but that's not like the cream no. of the crop of the party. No, no one. not what really Who happened. gives a shit about the 375? Right. Um, so. I think Monday went by. This was Sunday night, probably. It was like a Monday show. You know, things happen. So Monday, we're at the conference all day. Uh, I don't get a chance. We're, we got dinner plans, and then we got to go to the DJ takeover, mm-hmm. and like we're doing the things that Mobile B did. And so late at night, maybe we play some games, and I didn't have my chips, but I'd throw 50 bucks here and probably lose it wherever, where we were, if we were at the Trop, or I think we were at the Trop that year, yeah. But yeah. I was down there. Or maybe it was Riv, and that's why we stayed at the win, because it was close. 
And so a bunch of the guys that I'm with say they're going to go to this Michael Jackson show. Or, or no, um, what's that fucking movie with Jack Black? Where, school of Rock. Okay. They're, they're going to see the School of Rock You've show. got School of Rock and Michael Jackson yeah, confused. Way, way too far <laughs> off. But it was okay. definitely School of Rock. They went and saw it at the Venetian. Okay. And so I say, oh, yeah, I'm just going to – I had dinner with them, then they went to the show. And I'm going to go back to the hotel and get my chips and go play and gamble. So I went down there with like the 300 and sure. whatever I had in chips. And so I sit down, and it's probably 8 o'clock. The show's going to be over at 11 for them. So I'm like three hours. Cool. I'm just playing – Trying to figure out, I'd, I'd love the game. I'm figuring it out. You got 300 bucks dealer, to burn. Yeah, this one dealer is just like, we're playing, I'm hitting numbers, and he's like, oh, you can, he's telling me about the third, the different thirds you can bet in roulette. So he tells me about those, so I start picking them, and I'm picking every one of them. And it pays you two to one. So if I put a $25 chip right there and I hit it, I went 50 bucks, and I just pull it back and I move it all around. I was hitting every time. So I would pull, I'm stacking $25 chips, I would pull them up, and then if I hit a big number, I'd always say, give me a, c- a color on top, and I would just play with chips that I could put shit around. Sure. And then every time I'd color up, they'd give me a $100 chip. And I had a button-up shirt on that had pockets. And so I would just drop those hundreds in my shirt pocket instead of I'd take them off the table and put them in my shirt pocket. So I'm playing for two hours. And the dealer that was there, he was there. I was like, can you stay? And he's like, yeah, because there wasn't many. Like, I was literally the only person at this table, it felt like. Because they usually change out. Yeah, so they're, they're supposed to switch and do their shift. So he stays because he was hot luck. Well, he took a break. So I'm like, I'm going to take a break. So I just kind of stepped away and colored. And I think How I much like, are you up at this point? I think I had, well, in the chips in front of me, I, didn't, I hadn't counted what I'd put in my pocket. And this is, gets to the point where I'm like, I, hit a, I put a $25 chip on my daughter's birthday, 29, black 29. And I hit it. I paid eight seventy five. So I had a $500 chip in my pocket and I knew it. But I didn't realize how many hundreds I've been putting in there. So I think I was cashing out four or five hundred dollars in chips, knowing that I had a few hundred in my, I thought a few hundred in my pocket, maybe six hundred, seven hundred, eight hundred bucks. I don't know. So I walk over to the cage and I pull out these chips and I'm, I've got like twenty eight hundred dollars. I had like twelve, twelve hundred chips, hundred dollar chips in my pocket and a one five hundred dollar chip. Okay. So I was like, shit. So I cash out, and the dealer took a break. So I cash out and I run up to the room and I put two thousand dollars in in a sock. <clears throat> And I, sh- I was like, fucking housekeeping's going to come in here. I'm not just going to have two, gr- two G's laying right. around. It's going to be gone. 100. So I like shove it in a sock and put it in my bag. And it's all where my socks are. And then I have, so like, you have, a grand I have like 700 bucks or, or whatever. Okay. Yes. And it's cash at this point. I already cashed out all those chips that I had. So I go downstairs and I see my dealers coming back. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go. And so we start playing again. And I'm betting. I, I was getting to the point where it was like, I'm putting a $25 chip on these numbers because he's hitting every number I want. And we were picking them together. And I was like, picking up, and he's like, what was your number? And he's like, maybe 29 was his number. And I think we hit 29 like eight times that night. And I would put a 25 on there for me and a 25 on there for him. I was betting $50 because I was up so much on a number. And we hit it twice. I tipped this fool $1,500 by betting 25 for him because he got 875 every time it hit. And it hit twice. So he was loving me. He stayed. And sure. I just literally at one point, I remember I took a picture of it. So I, I pull my phone out and just snap a photo real quick of my chip stack. And I had every orange. I picked orange chips on roulette. Every orange chip on their thing was in front of me. Okay. And they were $5 each. How many did you have? Um, 200 of them. So you're hot. Yeah. You're, you know. So I, I ended up, I remember texting Glenn and being like, yo, I'm up. 
I'm up like uh, 2,500 bucks, and he's like, "That's awesome, you're." And hot. then you have 3,000 so, in your sock. No, I have 2,000. I put I went oh, 2, put 2,000. I was actually at 27, but I yeah. I put 2,000 in my sock and then uh, started gambling again, and I I won four more thousand or 3,700 in that setting where I went back down and my dealer came back. Like we were hitting numbers like left and right, so I won another 37. So I think by this point I'm up like six six thousand on the whole day. And the guys are like, the show's ending. Come to the Venetian. We'll go out. Let's celebrate. Sure. So I'm like, cool. So I walk out the the win. I will go upstairs and change because I'm like, we going out, right? With I your wa- how many? So how much I, total? I think I'm leaving Encore with close to forty two hundred dollars. I think it's hard to count that many hundreds. So I don't remember. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> wow. So, hard uh, flex. Yeah. And. Um, so I, we go change. I, I go out. I'm like, just going to go to the Venetian, which is like six hotels down, right? So I'm like, <clears throat> you walk a little different when you with have that 40 cash. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah $4,000. With $4,500 bills in your pocket. So I walk out. I'm like, yo, there's a t- can I get that car to take me somewhere? <laughs> just straight to the bell, dude. He's like, yes, sir, right this way. So I walk over. It's like, yo, how much to go to the Venetian? He's like, $40. I'm like, okay, let's go. So, I so you're go, like a town car. Yeah, town car is driving me to Venetia. I'm right. sitting in the back like, yeah, <laughs> we about to have a good night in Vegas, right? I'm just chilling. I'm just laid up. And uh, so we get to the Venetian. I give the dude the 100 bucks. I'm like, thanks, man. So there's one. Okay. Um, and uh, we go inside the Venetian. I meet up with the guys. And Glenn's like, yeah. I was like, how's the show? They don't all know that I'm up. Glenn does because I'm texting him. And Glenn's like, so you're – and he's like, hey, guys, so Nate's been gambling. He's up like this. And Ron, somebody's like, oh, you're when you're hot in Vegas. You got to keep going. You don't stop. You keep right. going. So we went to the roulette table. and So now you're in a different casino with your money. So I just I was like, give me 400 when I bought it. Okay. So I bought 400. I was like, give me 100 in, or 200 in color and the rest in like $5 chips. That's how I was like. So then I was going to bet the outsides. And I'm still hitting all the outside numbers, which pay two to one or three to one. So in the next 30 minutes... I think one dealer was on, and I was hit like four numbers in 30 minutes betting crazy. And then a new dealer came in, and I lost and didn't hit, so I cashed out. And I think I won another like 3,600 at that point in 30 minutes playing with those guys. I was just betting stu- I was betting crazy and hitting, getting extremely lucky. I'm talking betting 10 to $25 per number and 50 to $100 on the outside. I was betting a so lot. So now you're just getting – just... And it's coming yeah. – when you hit it, I mean, you're like getting paid off like 800 to $1,200 on a – stream and then or in a, each spin i'm winning eight to twelve hundred dollars but i'm putting five hundred dollars on the table right to do it so it's very risky but uh, i got lucky that time i can't do, <laughs> i can't do that now um but you and jen aren't laying three thousand dollars down no, at the uh no the uh, roulette table we might hit the penny slots um i <laughs> uh, see i got dumb last night i was like we're playing blackjack i'm just putting all in 75 you did yes i did and like dealer was showing like a, a five and I hit once and got 20 with 75 out there. And the dealer's showing a five. And she rolls off a, another five. And then she rolls a three. And then she rolls a two. And then she rolls a six. Three fucking cards to hit a 21 on me. And I was like, what in the act? Like, it was crazy. So in total, yeah, with all of your Around money in Around $11,000 is what I won in six hours gambling. So you get okay. So now you gambled. Now you have eleven thousand dollars. You're in Vegas. You got two grand in your sock. So the guys say we're going out, right? And I think we because in Vegas, if you have eleven thousand dollars, you're not just going to bed. I roll up to them and the crew they're with. There was eight or nine people, and we're all say we're going to um, we're going to Sapphires, which is strip club. 
Did you not like your wife? No, okay. Jen's been to a strip club okay, with okay. me in Vegas. It's not like I don't care about that. So Jen so, is in the room listening, yeah, like no, she's here. We went. We went to a strip club. But you, you made this face. You look the strip club. I didn't know what I was going to call it at first. I was thinking gentlemen's club. Do I want to be serious? Do I want to be? You didn't want to call it the titty bar. I I thought about it, but that like then I feel redneck if I call it the titty. Let's go to the titty bar. <laughs> well, South Carolina. Yeah. Um. So. We did. We so did. you went to the gentleman's club. So one of our friends, he has, he, I guess he comes to Vegas a lot. He's like, let me call the, let me call him. I'll send, I'll have him send the shuttle. So he calls the strip club and we, we're in Venetian. The shuttle comes okay. and pick, it's like a party bus. Yeah. And we get on this party bus and it takes us to the strip club. And uh, so we get there and then we walk up and I'm like, let me walk up first. Can we get VIP? What's that call? What? You know, I've never, never done this. Right. <laughs> Uh, like that in Vegas. I didn't know how it worked. And they were like, uh, yeah, it's going to be like 600 a head to go to VIP. I was like, nope. How, much, <laughs> what, how do we get a table? And she was like... Uh, You're like, shit, I should have got that money I out of my sock. No, I should have fucking done the 600. It would have been way fucking cheaper, honestly. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, I was like, oh, well, can we get a table? She's like, yeah, you got to buy a bottle. You want to do bottle service? I'm like, yeah, we'll do bottle service. So they bring us in. We, do bo- we look at it, and I... Um, I get us a bottle of vodka. It turns into a couple bottles of vodka, whatever. And then the next thing I know, like everybody's texting their boys, like, "Yo, we're here!" Like, there's thirty fucking dudes all around these tables with all these bottles, right? And this strip club has a hundred girls, and there's fucking people everywhere. And it's just like they know that I'm the one that was the high roller that night, so they're sending fourteen. I'm just pushing them off, like, hey, here, here's a hundred. Go dance on that guy, right? Like, and I was paying for people all around me, just being stupid for lap dances, yeah, um, and other debauchery. And I, and, and then they, they know I'm the high low, so this, these girls are just trying to like feed. Here's a drink. I got you one of your drinks, and it was vodka Red Bull. But I'm like, if this is the cup, like, yeah. and I'm looking at like a cup, you take like the very, very top of the cup was Red Bull, and the rest of it was vodka. And I don't, I can't drink vodka, so I'm. Oh, I'm hammered. Like, I say, I got to go to the bathroom, and I just dipped out. I was gone. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure I paid for everything at that point, so I was good. But I got in the cab. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You throw were in the ca- up in the cab. Yeah. Um, and so I think the literally the cab ride was like $12 from Sapphire back to Encore. And I threw up in the, in my shirt and all in the cab, and I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, man. He's like, what Wait, the fuck? You? Like, the cab driver, I'm like, the, the fare's 12 bucks. I'm like, here's 100 I'm sorry. Like, I just got out. So, you know, I felt bad, I guess. I you walk I was, in, so you walk into the hotel with well, throw up on your shirt. No, I, get to, I barely take two steps out of the fucking car, and I probably took two steps to the right <laughs> instead of straight. Um, and the bellhop guy, the guy at the door, security, I don't know who the fuck he was. He was dressed nice. I'm at the win, right? And... uh He's like, sir, you have vomit all over you. <laughs> and I just looked down, and I just <laughs> never stopped my stride, kept walking, and just started unbuttoning my shirt. And then it's like I make the corner into the hotel. There's a fucking trash can. I just <laughs> chunk that bitch in the trash and just scooted it to my room. I don't know how I remember my room number, what floor I was on. These Vegas hotels are crazy. Like, where you're staying, it's like, <laughs> There's three different bays for elevators. Yeah, there. and they're all in hidden hidden hallways <laughs> in the hotel. Like, Sam went to go get headphones for us, and it took him 45 minutes. Like, um, these hotels are crazy. I don't know how I made it back. And I stumbled into my room. I had a roommate. Ed Petty was my roommate that day. And I landed in bed with him. Probably still throwing up. I think I probably stumbled my way to the bathroom, threw up again. Um, and then I woke up the next morning with the worst headache ever. My head in a trash can and $800 in my pocket. Wait. Wait. 
Wait. You <laughs> my didn't, jeans were on the floor. I was like, where the fuck's all my money from last didn't night? Tell so this I, part. I woke up. Yeah, so this is what <laughs> You didn't tell me this part. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like the next day I had two thousand eight hundred dollars. <laughs> God. That's how much fun we had. Bro, well, you... I hope everybody else had fun at the club. But then everybody started calling, what up, hundo? Like, because they were like, just throw another hundo at it. Let's just throw another hundo at it. Like, Can yeah. we bring this back? I need a hundo shirt. Can we just have hundo? You you just come up with the shirt ideas. I'm definitely <laughs> making the what up, Graham fam shirt we'll as soon that. as I get to Dallas. Yeah, we'll like, get to that. I'm, we're doing that. Like, um, Wait, so hold, how old were you when that happened? I was 2014, so. You were with, were you I was with 31. Nate? Jen, were you with Nate when that happened? Yeah, we've been married. She was not here. But you were you guys we, were married. Yeah, we've been married. For, it'll be 14 years in July. How do you explain that to her? I, I didn't know how to explain it. I took a lot of <laughs> therapy from the people around me the next day. I didn't, like, the good news is I didn't do anything, like, stupid. Like, sure. I was fucked up beyond recognition, couldn't walk. Probably threw up in... The, I think I may have got kicked out. I don't remember. It's of, not, of the club. Yeah. Like I said, I got to go to the bathroom, but I probably went to... 14 years later, we're still now re- we're calling back things that have man, happened. You know what I mean? So... So did you... Okay. Did you go home to Jen and say, hey... Or did you text her at any no, point and say, like, I want, yeah, I want 11 some grand? Money. And then, some and money. then Jennifer Roush was with us. She's like, you need to buy your wife a purse. You need to go down one of them <laughs> expensive stores and buy her a purse. And I was like, Is this no. before or after you realized you lost... Eight thousand. I didn't lose. I spent. I didn't gamble that shit away. I spent it on. I supported single women and I supported the arts. Okay, and paid way too much for Sky Vodka. Like I think I paid five hundred dollars a bottle for Sky Vodka. The justification is and a hundred dollar tip for every bottle. So it's six hundred dollars a bottle. And then the next morning when we're in the gift shop at the hotel and I'm trying to find a monster or something to like give me some caffeine and wake me up, Andy Austin from Dallas, he's with me and he's like, We're we're checking out and they have all this liquor behind us. Like all these all these gift shops in Vegas have liquor bottles right. in their gift shops, right? And he's like, Sir, uh, how much is that bottle of Sky Vodka? And so, so the guy looks at him and goes, man, don't buy it here. It's way too overpriced. <laughs> Go to the store down the street. It's like $40 here. And Andy goes, $40? Nate, that's a steal. What'd you pay 500 for it last night? You know? And, oh and I'm like, God. Yes, that exactly happened. And uh, so then we leave the gift shop that next morning. And this is where the hundo comes into place. Um, so they're like, what do you guys want to do for lunch? And Andy says, well, my cab driver was telling me that Strip Burger's pretty good. We should go there. I said, that's cool. My t- my cab driver told me, get the fuck out. Because <laughs> I threw up threw in up it. Threw up everywhere. And uh, so then Andy's like, yeah, just throw another hundo at him. I'm going to call you hundo. <laughs> and so like Andy Austin's the person that gave me the hundo name in Vegas at Strip Burger on the Strip the next morning. And then, so every, like, then we got into the group once we got back to everybody from – you know, in the conference stuff, and everybody's last night was crazy. Where'd you go? Like, I mean, you were, you, know? you were basically the talk of the whole conference then. At that I mean, everybody knew. Maybe not. They didn't know Nate Nelson, but they knew, knew this Hundo. guy named Hondo. Hondo went in last night. Yeah. Uh, so so your wife wasn't here in Vegas with what happened. No. Were you texting her saying, hey, I won 11 grand or I won some money? Probably not because I didn't know. I still had a few days, <laughs> you know, so there was like potential. <laughs> Let's see how this 11,000 like, works out. We, when I travel, we talk um, probably five minutes a day. You and Jen. Jen yeah. Okay. I'll, your wife. I'll call talk to the kids, call and talk to her. 
ask her how her day was, and then, you know, I like to explain it and tell it to. Like, she probably gets. She was probably like, "Damn, I liked when he only talked for five minutes." Like when I get <laughs> home, like the day I'm like, "Hey, I want to tell you all this. Like <laughs> this is what happened." So I, you know, the story was definitely not as detailed. In my, like, it sure. came out after the years, so yeah. she knows all the details now. But like, at first, I was like, "Yeah." I, I'm coming home with two thousand dollars. I, you know, I came with five hundred. That was my game. So she budget. thought, "Oh man, it's awesome." But little did she yeah, know. Little did she know. You you live the Hangover movie. She's like, in her "You life. went fucking ten thousand dollars." <laughs> she went off on my ass. Uh, you know what we could have done with that? I mean, I'm I'm kind of with sound her. Like that. I'm sorry. Like, please. My wife has the most beautiful voice and face and everything about her. Beautiful. <laughs> you She's guys. A, She's in the room. You, uh, yeah, so Justin, the DJ, and uh, Jen are here uh, laying on my bed. Um, Ain't nobody fresh. It's, the only, it's the only girl I've had click, in my bed in the click, past five click. years. So, I mean, you know. <laughs> Speaking of, you got a Bumble account, right? I do. So Not me. Uh, uh, I, I do. I'm, I'm in the... Am I bu- actually already <laughs> profile already photo? <laughs> That's what you're saying? Uh, so Nate and I, last night, we're at... Uh, we're at what the fuck club? Where were you staying? It's not a club. <laughs> we're at South, South Point. It's called South the Point. South Point. Bro, it's 9,000 miles away. No, I it's, think it's, it's in Oklahoma. Seven. No. I, like, there's cowboys there. I don't know what's going on. See, that's a... That's a stereotype, bro. You're stereotyping <laughs> Oklahomans. I told. I I'm, get, I'm from Oklahoma. I know. I'll get. I, I've okay, done the my research. Bad. You've got notes. I got all the notes. <laughs> hey, <laughs> just just out of curiosity, how much time? You got? <laughs> <laughs> hey, are you gonna pass that? You actually have it right, like right at the thirty-six. Same, like, yeah, thirty-six. Are you gonna pass this dizzy? We started talking about it, and I haven't hit the weed yet, man. Come Where's on. Yours? I don't. I haven't been to. I haven't been to the dispensary yet. We got to make a stop. Wait a sec. So can we smoke in here? Uh, I, the sign, I mean, I've been the jewel- sign says different. <laughs> I've been juuling in here the whole time. It's not going to leave a... Yeah. ASMR. Hold on. Am I, I mean, Joe, Joe Rogan does this on his podcast. Yeah, so but why? he's in a fucking million dollar studio. We're in a fucking $35 hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> you would think we've smoked already. Shit. Oh, man. I think that's the first time I've ever smoked weed on any type of uh, media. Hey, you, you don't Love work it. for fucking the radio. <laughs> you don't work for the man anymore, shorty. That's right. You work for yourself. You'd be fucking proud of that and pass this <laughs> shit. I had to get it myself. Bro. Jesus. Smoke mine. Are you cutting this? No, this no I'm leaving it all in. Okay, great. I love it. So, <laughs> you and uh, Jen. Uh, you, by the way, I love you brought your wife. Yeah, uh, she doesn't let me come to Vegas alone anymore. Now that she knows the story. Like kids, oh, you going to Vegas? Okay, get my flight. It's go ahead, book two. Literally not a discussion. It's just that she's going. Yeah, <laughs> bro, we're my Southwest short. card I literally use so I can use points to pay for Jen to come to Vegas. Oh man, it's probably for the best. Is this shit strong? Should I only hit it once? I don't know, dude. <laughs> How many times have you hit it? Enough. Okay. Cool. Let's talk. Let's see where this takes us. We got thirty. You you get to deal with us for thirty five more minutes. Nate's done. He's like, no, man. I'm he's, I'm he's, definitely he's not done. I'm just it. almost out of water, and I'm like <laughs> gonna be like, <laughs> like I just smoked. Like it's the cotton mouth is definitely coming. You uh, you and Jen, how long you Jen been married? Uh, well, the listeners can probably answer this by now because I just said it five minutes ago. Fourteen years. That's It'll true. be fourteen in July. So thirteen. How but, long have you guys been together? 16 October of 20 
Because it'll be 17 years in October, so 16 years. And you were living in Oklahoma at the time, right? Yeah, I'm originally from Oklahoma. And That's sh- why I was so defensive on the Oklahoma comments. <laughs> I know. I know. I know where you're from. Yeah. Uh, Jen's from Dallas. Yeah. And so Mesquite. she was moving back. And it was like, yo, if you want to be with me, you've got to move, right? No, it was that was never. I always wanted to go to Dallas. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like for what I did, I went to school for. <laughs> I'm kind of like Van Wilder, but I never graduated. Um, I went to school for a long time. I'm still paying fucking student loans. Um, it feels like <laughs> uh, I never got a piece of paper for that. That was the biggest waste of money in my life. But uh, like, I met my true friends, like my lifelong friends in college. So that was sure. great and experiencing that. But Jen was in a sorority, and I was in a fraternity. Okay. Um, for the two semesters I was there, and then I just lived there. And like <laughs> everybody thought I was in school, but <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, I had a few college. <laughs> hey, hey, does that guy who's like seven feet still go here? No, but I was the DJ there already in college. So you're DJ, so, okay. Yeah, my my Friday, Saturday, Tuesday, and Thursdays where I was DJing, and then I worked at Chili's. In Durant. <laughs> I was a bartender at Chili's. Dude. I don't know why that was so funny. Uh, and it was the first like restaurant in this small college town in Oklahoma that had like liquor by the drink. Like, and it was a big deal. This is like a, you know, Oklahoma and Texas is like Bible Belt. So it was a big deal to get a, sure. a restaurant that had liquor by the drink in college. And especially for the college kids, we were stoked. So I get hired as a bartender. And I'm just bartending Monday, Wednesday nights. And then any off days, like I'd work lunches. And just make cash, and then I DJ most of the parties everywhere people went during the week in college. Though. So like, people always knew me then as DJ Nate. Like I wasn't Nate Nelson; I was just DJ yeah. Nate. Like my friends' moms still call me DJ Nate when I walk in. It's not like "What's up, Nate?" It's "What's up, DJ Nate?" Like, DJ Nate. And so that, that was like in college that was my name. But then I always wanted to go to a bigger market. Anywhere I've been, anything I've done, I've always tried to say that I want to be number one at it. Um, and so there's always something bigger, something better. And, you know, one of my favorite quotes from Mark Cuban is, um, you know, you need to be work. No matter what you got, you still got to work harder than the guy that's trying to take everything that you have right now. So you got to outwork the people that are trying to outwork you still, no matter where you are. These people that are hustle like at the top of their game, millionaires and all these different things, like some of them are just have trust fund kids. But most people are working their asses off to do it and they continue to work every single day and they don't retire. They work and they just make money and enjoy life. Like that's where I want to be. I just want to do that. I don't know why I got on that. We were fucking talking about Oklahoma, but actually, some we good ass weed, bro. Actually, I was going down the path of like your relationship with your wife, oh, and yeah. you took like a V turn or something. You can out. cut that last twenty <laughs> seconds out. That was actually three and a half minutes. But yeah. Okay. Okay. So sweet. You can cut, let's add three and a half more minutes onto the end of this countdown. Take that out. I don't know what that was. No, it's fine. No, so look, uh, okay, so you guys were together for 16 total. Uh, you yeah. both moved to Dallas, married, uh, kids. I moved back to Dallas because I, I lived in Dallas uh, my freshman year of college. I went to Dallas Baptist University. My grandma taught there. So okay. uh moved back to Dallas. I enjoyed Dallas then. So I, we moved back. Like We literally moved into our apartment the week we got back from our honeymoon, and that's when we moved in. What's married life like? I wouldn't know because I'm a bumble. <laughs> Uh, it's a lot. Um, marriage is great. Our marriage is great. I love ours. I love kids. You kids guys are both. You dynamic. guys are both. Uh, we went to lunch today before we did this, and ah, man, there's just like something how you know somebody's just like fucking in love. Like, yeah. And you guys both have that. That's cool. Love you, boo. We understand each other. I think we. She knew. 
Oh, I know what it was. Like, the the waitress came up, cute waitress, and I was like, "Yo, <laughs> I'm, I'm the only single guy at the table," and I'm like, "Yo, man, she's kind of cute." And Nate's like, "I can't look at beautiful women or something like no, that." No, you said something about her eyelashes, and I was like, "What are you fucking talking about?" And he's like, "You didn't look at her. She's cute." And I'm like, "My wife's right here, bro. I love her. Like, I don't look at women the uh, that way." What's dad life like? Dad life's fantastic. You like, love it. How old are the kids? Uh, my oldest is 10, Molly, and then my youngest is 6. She'll be 7 in June. So um, they, it's, they're both two different people, personalities. Some of, I see character traits of both of us in them. Um, definitely they're smart as shit, and they get that from my wife because she's an educator. And Dude, she – yeah, we went all, we were down the rabbit hole of her, what she yeah. does in education. My, my, my first grader is number one in the entire first grade at her elementary school for AR points. And, like, when I went out to talk to her – um, on FaceTime before we did this, you know, she's like, Dad, uh, I'm three points away from 150 AR points. And I'm like, that's great. And she's like, the next person behind me is at 130. You know, so she's keeping track of where people are, and she's smart. They both six. read every day. Six years old. Jesus. <clears throat> yeah. They're big. They're tall. I don't know where they get that from me. Yeah, you told me she was taller than me. We got it. Yeah. <laughs> my my 10-year-old wears the same size shoe as Jen. Speaking of shoes. And I just bought her her first pair of Air Force Ones. Okay, so you're a big shoe uh, guy. Yeah. Uh, I am not. I would like for you to teach me. It's easy, bro. I mean, I do, hold on. I do have you these. Know, you know the hold easiest on, way on, to do it? Hold, Start hold following. This. Hey, let me hold your mic. Hold on. I'm going to show you the ones I just bought. Hold on. Check, check. Your mic sounds better than mine. I know. Uh, those are fresh, Shorty. Okay, those are fresh. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the fuck you're doing wearing those white ones. You should be wearing <laughs> these the whole time you're here. Those look like my dad's shoes that you're wearing. What are you doing to me? Hold on, I gotta get my mic. What are those? They're Fake Adidas. Ultra Boost? <laughs> no, they're not. They're Adidas. They're the forty dollar pair of Adidas. Like, not the not. I, <laughs> Jesus, that was so mean. Okay, so Justin, how the fuck do you work for this guy? It's hard. They have to. <laughs> man, it's hard. I'm an oh, asshole. Hold on, sometimes. someone's breaking into my office. Hang on. What? My alarm is going off. We now return to your scheduled. All right, now that my alarm. Uh, well, so we're talking about your shoes. Yeah, about how I, I shop. I, I'm really like, bro. We'll take a picture of those and yes, post them up. This should be the cover photo. Th- these kicks. Yeah, these are fucking fire. I like these a lot. I think that anything that you can you can wear that's comfortable to you that is also like sure. Um, for me, it's more flash. Like I like kicks that are that pop. Like right. And I can match my attire, whatever I wear to shoes. You know, like my Mario shirt I'm rocking today. It's a Mario Jordan 3, Black Cement 3 shirt. So you and your wife have matching shoes as well. Yeah, we, we wore that last night. Yeah, we uh, wore our, we wore our uh, threes together last night. And then the your tinkers. wife was in New York City. She was saying she was shopping at, uh, I don't know what, where it was. Um, Stadium Goods, I think, is where we bought them. It was the actual... Uh, stadium goods store in New York City. So we hit up like Billionaire Boys Club. We went to like right. Kith. We went to a bunch of different sneaker places. Um, so it was dope to to kind of see that when we were in New York and we got her her Mocha Threes um, at Stadium Goods. So I still can't find a pair I've been looking for, so I can match her in those. But next on Jen's shoe list is a pair of uh, we're gonna get her some Jordan Ones, some highs. What got you into shoes? Like we're like I don't I don't I have a friend of mine who's <clears throat> back in Greenville who. Uh, and I, th- I don't know if I told you this story. I think I told your wife this story where, um, so he, same thing. He's got all these like little compartments that he puts his shoes in and displays them, right. and, you know, 
and he lives in a condo, so the condo above him caught fire. And but they didn't, but his didn't. But what happened was when the fire department came to put out the fire, water, all the water, water. just yeah. Oh no. Yeah. So good it, thing shoes can dry, but still they're ruined. So we threw them out. Yeah. The cases, that's a lot of money. His TikTok of him it's just a lot of money. throwing his shoes out. I want to see that. How'd you get? How'd you get into the shoe game? Man, honestly, it's a deep. Like uh, <laughs> I wasn't. Uh, I didn't have a lot of money growing up in my family. Uh, my parents got divorced when I was in seventh grade, and like so, I grew up in the the prime of Jordan era, and like when sneakers were becoming like pop culture. Like sure. jo- Jordan made shoes what they are. Like for me, um, and so like I never could have those shoes. Like growing up, I always I saw my friends would have. You them. had the forty dollar ones. Is yeah. what you're trying to yeah, say? Yeah, had heads, bro, or Converse. <laughs> like, I remember the Converse, yeah. and I'm sorry for that comment. I don't shoes, give a bro. shit. It wasn't I, that. I love like, you no matter what. I'm... I know you didn't pay forty dollars for these, and no. those are fire. Like yeah. th- that's what it is. Those are comfortable. I get it. You're walking around Vegas. Like sure. take care of your feet. Like right. remember what Lieutenant Dan said, "Take care of your feet." <laughs> Yeah, Forrest, you never watch Force. I have, yes. Okay, it just threw me for a loop. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I got into sneakers because I couldn't have them when I was a kid. I just didn't have the money, and like, um, I, my job, my first job was a grocery store sacker, so I was just making money to buy shoes. I, that was the thing I wanted to do. Like, if I could do that, I could be successful and I could fit in. I was nerdy all through high school. Like, uh, I was in drama. I was very athletic, but I had two major hand injuries during high school. It chopped my finger off. Uh, so you see this, this is no. on there. Uh, so that was like 18 month recovery. I couldn't play sports. Doctor wouldn't let me. How, wait, how'd you chop it off? <clears throat> Smash it between two boats Ooh. on the lake. So we had to dock the boats, and then so I was. And you're screaming your head off. No, I was really. I have a high pain tolerance. So. Oh, cool. Because I'm a I'm a fucking weak. Yeah, it, did, it was crazy. Like when I did it, I looked at it, and I th- it felt like I smashed my finger in a door. Like I was like, ah, shit. I pu- pulled it back real quick because two two uh, bars on a boat. These were bigger boats. Like. The windy. They, my hand was just on the rail, and it smashed it between two rails and just pinched my tip of my finger off. Oh. And so I look at it. It was squirting blood like a horror movie, and my bone was sticking out. So they surgically removed my bone because they didn't think that my nail was going to grow back because it was completely gone. But now I got this little nubby nail. <laughs> they should have just let the whole motherfucker regenerate <laughs> instead of cutting it. But it is what it is. Um, oh, you so said you yeah. had two injuries. The other one was I had pins put in. Uh, I have... I had a boxer's fracture from eighth grade basketball. We lost a game at the buzzer because I turned the ball over. And I'd already, I made three threes in a row and brought us back. It was going to be like this epic like thing that I would remember until I was be like Uncle Rico on Napoleon Dynamite, like reliving 1982. Um, but I didn't. I turned the ball over. The guy scored. They they won, and I punched the mats in the gym. Like, you know, the mats that are right mm-hmm. there? I punched it as hard as I could and had a boxer's fracture and ended up getting uh, – Two pins put in my hand. So freshman, sophomore year was done. Then I chopped my finger off when I was 16. So junior year was done. By the time I was senior, I'm like just the drama nerd. So <laughs> what what drew, what drew you to drama? Uh, my grandmother put me in. She, she said she saw something in me as a child, just very outspoken in what I was. So she put me in children's theater at like the age of five. I was in a college musical when I was eight years old. Um, yeah. So I was always in theater growing up. I was singing. Um, taking dance and you know like ballet and danced. Yeah, I think that helped me in sports. Yeah, I did. Like, <laughs> Wait, it worked on did. footwork. Like Emmett Smith took ballet. You were in, like, I took dance. I took theater dance and you're in ballet swing dance okay. and tap dance. I can't tap now. That was a long time ago. Um, you did radio for a while. I did in college when I met Jen. That's why Jen was with you. She's like yeah. radio guy. Let's go. So I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. Um, and radio is actually what got me into DJing. So sure. Um, I was in college. I wanted to do communications. I like broadcasting. Um, 
I took film at DBU after the fact, after we'd been married and moved back to Dallas. I went back to DBU. My grandmother got me another scholarship after I'd, you know, 10 years later, went back to school. And I just did uh, video production, did some film stuff. And uh, But radio was in college early on. Uh, we had a radio production class, and so we had to take a shift on the air every mm -hmm. week. And so I had my own time. And then they hired me to do sports directing with another guy, Steven Salas. Uh, so we did that. And then it's the AM. Uh, this was FM. This was 90 or uh, KSSU Power 92 was what it was called. Now it's okay. called like Storm something. It's still there. It's still okay. on campus. Dallas? Um, no, it was in Durant, Oklahoma. Okay. And it was all top 40. So we got to play whatever we wanted. I remember like when we were on air, like my white tees was like like mm. popular and we were playing a bunch of stuff then. I was playing like uh, Eve 6. Yeah. <laughs> like I could play whatever I wanted. It was fun just as long as it was on our, on our charts. We could pull and do stuff. But uh i ended up getting hired and then i picked up night shifts so i could work the night and i was doing fm for a while and then sure one of the sports guys that had went to school there um was working for this am station that did play-by-play -play football for like the tri-state so the three different high schools so yeah. no, whoever was at home or whatever we would do the games and he was he had done them for years and then he got hired to do a bigger school in dallas um so he did theirs and so he was looking for someone and i got hired to do play-by-play -play. so i did i was the actual um, you know, a play-by-play -play analyst. I had a color guy. His yeah, name was Corndog. Uh, that was literally, you know, and so I, I, I wish I could find. I have a, a, a hard disk somewhere. Yeah, yeah, tape of me. Like, I did a high school game where it was back-to-back kickoff returns to start the game. Like, they yeah. kick it off. The other team runs it back, and then they kicked it off again. And, like, one of my favorites. I was like, back-to-back kickoffs here at Henry, Holt, Henry Bulldog Stadium, whatever it was. Like, I just remember, like, the glory days of doing that. But I did, I did that for a while and did uh, mornings. Uh, basically I was just a button pusher and I would announce going into different shows and I did a church thing on Sunday mornings and <clears throat> most of the time I would come in and build a pallet on the floor and know that the CBS thing was 90 minutes and I'd set an alarm and get up and, you and switch I had, it over. You and, and I had the similar... Yeah, especially you know? after like DJing the night before because I was already DJing bars yeah. um, then. So um, Mine was the reverse. I would board up mix shows that were on live at the club, but you'd have to break you know, at a certain time for your stop sets, for your commercial stop sets. So, you know, you're two, three in the morning. Like I would literally just set a timer and be like, all right, we, we got to break it. You know, one fifteen. Yep. I had a set an alarm. I for had an iPhone at this time. So I'd set an alarm and wake up. Dude, there's times where the Jay would call me like, what are you doing? I was falling <laughs> snooze and it's dead air like three times. Finally, I got fired for it. But I think it's the only job I've ever been fired from in my life. Did um, you go back into radio after you I got did. fired? So I'd still working on the campus station. Okay. That kind of brings me back to my very first mobile DJ event was from a, a middle school girl called me from Kingston, Oklahoma, which ironically is where my dad lives now. And we end up doing all their Kings of Prom. We do all their proms and school dances. Um, so, but my very first mobile event was a school dance for like seventh graders. And I brought in like a Discman, a 16 channel Mackie board because I played in a band. I was a drummer. So I had all this sound gear. So I had two Mackie Thump 450s like back right. in the day with this Mackie soundboard. And I brought in like a old school like dvd player type cd player like the tray mm -hmm. comes out put it in and i would just go back and forth on channels i had no idea what i was doing but we all know that feeling as djs of the euphoria of like you play the song and everybody screams and it's like sure. you did something right like that that in, like that day i caught fire and um everything that i did bartending wise i was saving money to buy turntables or whatever I, I ended up buying the denon 100s with the denon dnx2 little little about uh, cd players this is before computers sure yeah so i played on that bought that first and then <clears throat> i had an opportunity to play at one of the <clears throat> biggest clubs in college um and i asked i worked there as a bouncer and bartender and bar back for 
you know, two two years before that, and uh, they always had the same DJ, and they'd bring in bands from Dallas, and there was a storm on a Memorial Day weekend that had been raining all during the day, so the band had canceled. They didn't come up. Well, like six o'clock or five o'clock, these clouds are all out, and it's beautiful. It's no wind. It's 80, 80 degrees. Bar manager calls, and she's like, "All right, we're on," and we're setting up. She's like, "Nate, the band canceled. It's your opportunity to DJ." So I get to. She's like, "Can you? How fast can you set up?" I was like, "My shit's at my dad's." Ten minutes down the road, so I drive to my dad's, grab all my gear, load it up, come in, and I have to set up sound and everything, and plug in. I've got my CDs, and like there was twenty five hundred people there that night, and it was. Jim, were you there that night? That first Memorial Day weekend? I don't remember if you were, but we weren't definitely weren't dating yet. Um, but this place is a floating dock, and it was on the lake. Boats would come from all over, from Texas. And this is Lake Texoma, so Texas Oklahoma sure. border. Um, I used to DJ there, and I, I did that wow. first night, and it was crazy, and everybody had a blast. And so they were like, "All right, you got Friday nights now." And so I got that, and I did that for three years, and uh, I think we did it until 2007, and it flooded. The lake flooded like 20 feet up, and the dock went off the hinges, and then they ended up they never brought it back, and. Um, it's crazy. We tried to do a reunion one year, and it didn't work we're, out. But. We're looking at photos of you from 2007 here. I used to do country club parties in college, so I would like rent the country club for like 100 bucks. Yeah. I'd pay them 100 bucks to use their space. Their bartenders make money. They have a bar, so I didn't have to deal with that, and I would hire all the football defensive linemen to come be security guards. I'll pay you all 50 bucks a piece. I need one person to stand at the door. And, and you have your own club. On. Yeah, we did it. We used to make money that way. So you, you – <laughs> Like La Force, I look at it as almost like SCE. I think we all think SCE is like the yeah the staple. Yeah, but I, I look look at you guys, what you do. Um, looking at that photo from 2007, and then you're literally now 2022. Uh, like you're smarter. you're here you're here. Um, you know, filming guys tonight for Max. You're training guys in Dallas. I think you're part of the training development, right? Director of talent. Like, what's what's that look like? Like, how, how does that feel? You go from, again, these little country club, like... It's good, but it's not, I'm, a, I'm not... <clears throat> I will agree on the Joe Bunn statement that I haven't made it yet. Like, I'm proud of the things that I've accomplished, but, right. like, definitely my goals are not finished. Like, if you don't set goals for yourself yearly, you're just you're just stuck in your ways and you're just comfortable. And like, then it becomes a job and a nuisance. And like some people say they love it, but like, what are they actually doing to advance their trait and advance what they do and be the best at what they do and know the latest, greatest things. And if you just sit back and say like, you got it, you figured it out and you've made it and you think that in yourself and you get complacent, like then you you're dying. If you're not adapting and building for the future, you're, you're slowly dying and going the wrong direction. What do you say to the guys that are in like, I don't know, Orlando, Florida, and they're like, yeah, like that's nice that SC and the Force can do that, but I can't. Yes, you can. That's I mean, because pride, because like all it takes is hard work and determination and a vision. Because they like, think you just do like most people think they don't want to do things for free. Yeah, I've done event after event after event after event for free to get me to the next step. Like money's never been my driver. Like. Money's great. Money money will come if you're doing the right things and you're you know, it's a lot of being good at what you do, but also knowing the right people to get you into the right spots and do those things for free at first. Like what do you say to the people that are just simply chasing the money? Then it's a There's job. gotta be people it's a job. In, yeah. I ha- I live by that motto of like if I'm having fun with what I'm doing, I'm not working a day in my life. Like my wife can tell you I'm a workaholic. Like Well, so your schedule Last week was insane. Yeah. Because your birthday was last week. Happy birthday. Thank you, man. 
Uh, you you set up for your own birthday. Yeah. You did it on your own. Yeah. Because it was Super Bowl as well. I had Steven. Shout out to my boy Steven. If you listen, probably won't. Um, But shout out (laughs) to Steven. (laughs) He probably won't. Like, honestly. like Let's name the people who won't listen to this. There's probably a lot. Like, not that it's whatever. It's cool. You knocked me on my $40 shoes, my podcast. God damn. I've listened to both podcasts. So that says something. You're a fan. I don't listen to many podcasts. You ask me if I listen to somebody else. Nope. I don't. I listen to yours. Right. I appreciate that. I am a fan. Yeah. I'm fanboying out over here. It's I radio love, fucking I love, shorty people. Ah, man, I'm a nobody. I'm a, I'm a nobody. But I, you, I, you know, honestly, like, and I told you this on Instagram, uh, you've always been one of the guys that I've looked up to because you are so tall, but not just because you are so tall. <laughs> but, like, you – look, man, LaForce does a lot of stuff that even us in Greenville, South Carolina, look at and go uh, – Justin said it today at lunch. He was like – fuck, man, if I had Uptown Entertainment in Dallas and – I'm, I'm, and I'll agree with him. If Uptown was in – Dallas or New Jersey or New York, Justin would not saying he's not slaying it, but yeah. you know, my well, God, the market, that, the market's great. I'm very fortunate um, to have one of the best mentors in the game because like his mentors are like some of my idols too. Like Glenn is a phenomenal, um, Glenn's really good with managing the business side of it, which I'm, I didn't go to. Didn't Would you ever want to own your own no, business? No, I don't think so. I, I asked Nick Spinelli that question. I have a gambling once. problem. What do you think? I want to own my own business. Like, do you think you have a problem? I mean, I could definitely. <laughs> is Jen if, here? Jen, if you asked Jen, she would say yes. You did at one point. I did at one point. I had to act like. Yeah, I like blacklist myself because I was going too much. But I also like made a lot of money. I, I played poker for professionally for a while when I was like not working at Chili's and just DJing. Well, after that club closed, I was like, I got to make money. And so I was playing poker and doing pretty well at it. I like to crunch numbers, but, you know, it's all it's all a, a crapshoot. And I think that's like a, a dopamine thing for me. I like the anticipation of, like, sometimes it's not about the money. It's just about, like, the thrill of winning and knowing that you've won and knowing that you've you've succeeded in your goal. Like, and that's where sure. I'm a goal chaser. Like, I set my goals, and I've got my goals set for this year, and I'm chasing those goals. And so the mind is a powerful thing. If you can train it to do what you want to do, you can – the world endless possibilities so you you worked with all the video stuff for dj's vault this year which i'm sorry i didn't show up to i know you're very disappointed i was really uh, bummed out that like i did text you during all the it. people that were there like i was with, hanging out with the ragozas and admc and fat right. man scoop i was like fucking shorty yeah, yeah Rago, ragoza who by the way uh i've never met them mind blown today uh, you'll meet them today i want Promise. to i want to just hug her because she's just like that could, she, bro. she's another. I asked her, does it hurt when she smiles? <laughs> you right. She, she, I did ask her. I swear to God, I did. She never fucking stops smiling. Yeah. Like, they're so, well, they're both so happy. Yeah. And they're super, stupid talented. So I. Super, super. Stupid. Do you want to hit this again? Yes. <laughs> we're, we're, Are we over on time? No, you got 50 seconds. <laughs> I mean, we can go over. It's fine. I just don't want you to be late. I, I literally, I'm there's, already late. There's the Uber ride, <laughs> I haven't even called it, and we're late, so whatever. Nikes. So you don't want, you don't want to be a business owner because you have a gambling problem, which no, is that's probably the best. Oh, no, I, I, I just I don't have to deal with right. my taxes. I don't have to deal with... Um, what's, it, what's it like as having Glenn at the helm of it? He, he trusts me, so that's... That's something that I love. Uh, but you're he, also he in believes. a manager role. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, he and Justin can attest to this. When he sees something in you and believes that you know that you know what you're doing, he's he'll put 
his backing behind it and his and like Glenn's always been a big proponent of like the way that we've built our business is that he's taking profits right now and putting it back into the business where most people will just take the profits and like live off of it and do their things. Like Glenn is investing so much more money back into the company that when we have the opportunities for big shows, we can fulfill those things. Like if you know Jeffrey Craig in the industry, like he always said, like sell it and then figure it out. And so we've taken a mentality on that side. We, we've, we have a, the best team we've ever had at LaForce right now. Our production team is how many guys, DJ wise, yeah, or just or like everybody. St- I don't know how many are on payroll. Probably a hundred. Um, if you count it all, rogue, maybe not a hundred, maybe, maybe sixty, seventy. But full time, we have fifteen, um, and then DJs we have twenty seven, and we have a bunch of road crew and lighting people. So you did. I'm trying to. Okay, so you Photo did your birthday people. party Sunday. I had an event Friday night for a longtime friend of mine. Right. Um, I had an event. For, uh, no, sorry, Saturday night. Then I had my birthday party. Sunday, then I slept pretty much all of Monday, and and then actually when I woke up, I woke up at like two eight two p.m. The kids came home, so I did Monday night with them. We took our daughter, we went to eat. We took our daughter to choir, and then we went and ate with Jen's dad. It was Valentine's Day, so we went out with Jen's sure. dad for Valentine's Day, uh, and then picked up because my kid has choir on Tuesday, so on Monday. So I we, heard you sing too. Yeah, I can sing. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've never told anybody this. I, if there's karaoke around, I'm on the <laughs> oh, list. I'm well, paying, we're in Vegas. I'm paying to say, <laughs> put me up next here, you know, because so, I want to do it then and be done with it. Tuesday, the Wednesday you flew to Raleigh. Yeah. Uh, Fat Man Scoop was there. Tuesday we did a DJ meeting at our office. So yes. I left the Super Bowl stuff set up. So I actually, after the kids went to bed Monday night, stayed up till 5 a.m. working on my slide decks for the DJ meeting. Since I'm director of talent, when we have a DJ meeting, I, I lead all those things. And so... Um, I made, it was cool. I made, I was testing our video wall capabilities, but then I was also like really had fun with the PowerPoint or the keynote. And like when different guys came and talked about different subjects throughout our night, like I had music points in. So like people would come up as like, that's their job. Like, Taking pride you in You know, it was right in the clip. Like I cut it in the clips where like sure. it was the best part of the song and did, I had a lot of fun with it. And I like being creative in that, that aspect and building design stuff. Um, what was, but, uh, what was it like working with Fat Man Scoop? And Joe Bonnet. Like, you had a lot of stuff going on there. Yeah, so I've produced a couple of the DJ's Vault streams in the past, but I've always done it remotely from Dallas. Like, they'd always, we'd use StreamYard or something where multiple people could stream into one platform and I could control the overall end product. Right. Um, this one, you know, I knew that ADMC and the Ragozas and Fat Man Scoop were all going to be in Raleigh, and it was just Joe and Aaron, and everybody that was playing was performing from there. It didn't make sense for me to be in Dallas. Right. So I came to Raleigh, and, you know, we just had fun getting different camera angles. I worked with Joe's guy, Jeb. He brought two cameras in and his tripod, so I didn't have to fly with the big stuff. But I brought my switcher. I brought flew with two monitors, so I'd have my switcher monitor so I could see all my different angles and you know really dial in shots. And then I had um, another monitor with the actual Twitch feed going, and then I had my MacBook running yeah. the actual feed. Um, but, yeah. A lot of work, but, I mean, it, it looked amazing. It was cool. Yeah, it's fun. It, I've got to the point now where... I've traveled so much. I did DJC. I did um, Midwest DJs last year, and we did this really huge virtual. We did two actually pretty big virtual conferences where we streamed. Um, so our teams really kind of got it down. It was just the first time I've kind of ran multiple aspects of it all in one. Right. So I was doing audio, video, switching, handheld. Like I was doing a bunch of stuff. Uh, and so it was pretty chaotic for me. Um, everybody else got to just kind of—I was like literally stressed because if something goes wrong, it's on it's on my right. my plate. And you had seven hundred l- people consistently on that stream. 
Um, so I, there was a lot to – it's a stressful situation. I think I like high-stress situations. I think um, I saw Joe hanging from an Evolve, I yeah. think. Yeah. We had the Joe cam. That was something. I knew yeah, Joe I would get fucked up and do <laughs> something, so I was like on the plane. I was like, I need to make a Joe cam graphic. I like so that. I made that. I do all my graphics on my phone and input it in. It's it's a cool trait. Bro, I guess. you're a smart dude, man. Thanks, man. Like all the video stuff I'm very um, scared of. Because there's a too. lot of stuff. If you if you look at my content, I don't have a lot of my own video content because I'm I've always found that I guess when you take those personality things, as I'm like a giver. I like I'm a people pleaser. Oh, you mean the enagram? What do they call it? Enneagram. I I'm an achiever, but I also am. I have a wing of a two because I I like I like people pleasing. I like to sure. see people smiling, and I think that goes with what I, why I'm so passionate about DJing. Like I'm gonna DJ as long as I can, but. I'm working on the other tools of what I can do creatively, directing and sure. and um, producing bigger shows. Like I love to be the point man and know every aspect of it. Like I dig in deep to details. Like I want to know everything that goes on from start to finish on a three day corporate job, and I'm going to make it happen. Like our DJC timeline, Justin was crazy detailed down to the like your flight is at this time. I had everybody's flight details. I had where they were all throughout the day on a DJC schedule that's, you're going to this one here, this one here. Every TV, every speaker, everything, my team set up and ran and executed, and we knew what we were doing before we got there. So, like, I'm a big details guy. That's my end game. Like, I can see myself producing shows like this until I'm, you know, 60 years old and not DJing anymore and can't right. can't appease to the 24-year-old bride, you know? Like, who's this old old buck with no hair? With the $40 shoes on. <laughs> yeah, I'll be rocking $40 <laughs> shoes, but nah, hell nah. Uh, what was it like working with Waka Flocka? I smoked a blunt with Waka Flocka. Did you really? Yeah. Okay. What did you do? Did you DJ in a, for him? In an actual tent. So I've I done this for him. I've done this with him. Kendrick Lamar, by the way, too. I opened for Waka. Uh, so there's a thing in Waco for Baylor University called Dia del Oso. It's like Day of the Bear, and they're the Baylor Bears. So they, mm. they don't have school that day. The school will put on like bounce houses and all the college things. Like, sure. And then usually some groups come in and put on these like festival days. So it's like a full day thing. Uh, and so there was this cable park that was like a had a lazy river had like wake wakeboarding cable park that you just swing around cable and then there's also these huge slides like 120 foot slides that launch you 30 feet in the air and you land in this big pool um but it was all like dirt water it was like in ponds so you're like right. landing is in the country and so we had this huge stage and we we built the walk or actually the walk stage wasn't ours we had a big stage come in and then we had i brought in four other djs on our team they all spun from like two o'clock or noon we started until I played at four and then Waka played at five. Okay. So I opened for Waka then. Um, and it, it, his show was so crazy because like the Travis Shots, the Travis Scott show I did, same exact location. Um, so you Travis, just did sound for them or you DJed, no, I DJed for them? I DJed, okay. yeah. We, all, we DJed the whole time. We didn't do any of the sound. We just, okay. we brought our CDJs and played on those. We brought just our CDJs and played. Um, and we brought our cameras. And so Dom, Dom was doing a bunch of video, but he played too. But during Waka, we were on stage with Waka. Like I, Waka had in his rider like 24 bottles of champagne so he could spray the crowd and drink and do whatever. Like, so he's handing bottles. Like Waka hands me a bottle of champagne and I get to spray it on the crowd. Dom, he hands Dom a bottle of champagne. Dom goes to spray his, and you can see it in our walk of highlight video. He drops the champagne out of his hand and hits the guy in the front row right in the <laughs> fucking face with a bottle of champagne, bro. And then he picks it up and pops it and sprays it all over his face after this guy's like this, just hand down, just, oh. 
So if you, if you check out that video, I think it's on my YouTube, the Waka <laughs> one. But Waka was cool. Travis Scott was in and out. I didn't really talk to him. Um, but Chase B is his DJ. Um, and Chase B and I cut it up a little bit. And Chase B stood up with me while I was finishing my set because he was playing on Techniques right next to me. But we were both up on a tall video wall. So that was fun. Um, yeah. You Performing's just, fun. I love it. You've done a lot of cool shit. Yeah. I look back at it, I'm like, yeah, that is a lot of cool shit, but I'm not done. There's a lot of cool, more cool shit that I want to do. I have ideas. Like, I want to, you know, hang from a fucking ceiling upside down like 50 Cent and DJ one time. I don't know. <laughs> like, we can make that happen with a harness. Can we get you your own pair of shoes, like like Nate Nelson on them? If Jason J and I can't get his own shoes, then Nate Nelson can't get his own <laughs> shoes. Uh, uh, before I know we, he tried. I know we have, uh, dude, I have like 60,000 other questions for you, but I know, and I know you have to go to PAX. Yeah. Um, not we're, we're done. We're past that. We're, but you got. You I got a film. Yeah. yeah. So as long as we're not here till fucking eight o'clock, I'm good. The, so last night yeah. I was smoking a little, I wanna, drinking a I little. I want to get a t-shirt and Can, a hoodie with if, the same design. For those that don't know you or may not follow you on Instagram at DJ Nate Nelson, uh, when you open up your Instagram story, uh, and I think um, Tony Pre has now started doing this as well. Yeah. He um, just, I don't think I've heard Justin do it. No. Justin has not done it. Justin is flat ass on the bed like I'm ready to take a nap. <laughs> Fucking love it. Yeah. Um, He's being quiet, though. That's good. You open up your Instagram, what up, Graham fam? And so last night I came up with this suggestion. Yeah, and I'm and, in. And the suggestion is, I and I, I'm glad you're going to do this. I'll take 10% off of every... I that was coming. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. I don't give a fuck. It's going to be like 2%. <laughs> Bro, I, I don't want any percent. I just want you to fucking have fun okay. with it. It's just an idea that came to my head. But you say, what up, Graham fam? And I want that on a sweater or a T-shirt or something. But also I think, and as I'm thinking, like, and as this is kind of helping me here, I think it'd be cool to have, like, What Up, Graham fam, but then have a cartoon little version of your head, like, off to the side. And then, like, Nate Nelson at the bottom. Do you have a Fiverr guy that can make a cartoon of me? I'll, I'll send one. Listen, it, yeah. I want to put Justin, you. do you have one? I want to put your face on my bumble, so, of course, I would take <laughs> your face. Yeah. And, and I, I still disadvise against. I don't. I don't I advise think, you doing. That. I think if I did, my just just blows. I did blow. not get my beautiful wife because of my good looks. I'll tell you that. I got it because I'm a sweet, caring, charming individual. <laughs> Jen, is that true? He's not. And looking. I make her laugh. He's good looking, but he is his personality. Yeah, I never got the hot girls because I wasn't the hot dude. <laughs> <laughs> then I got a hot girl, and I was like. St- Put a ring on it. Let's go. <laughs> you because you guys got engaged quick. Or pretty nah. Uh, we got engaged like a year later. If you say which time of our relationship, there was we, yeah. We don't need to go through those. Oh, not for bad reasons. Well, the timing has to be there. She said I wasn't an asshole. She wasn't used to guys who weren't an asshole. That is true. She was scared. Really? It freaked her out. Yeah, Wait. So hold on. So you were dating assholes prior. She likes assholes. And then she's like, love it's to go. off on me. I, I, she's like, into one. love to go find me another one of them assholes. And then this sweet gentleman comes along from Oklahoma yeah. who is seven and a half feet tall. Yeah. And just a glorious, handsome man. I used to sing she, karaoke to her. What did you sing? What did I? I, I used to sing uh, NSYNC. Uh, I drive myself crazy. Because she loves JT. Yeah, she's a just huge, huge JT fan. I, t- I told I'd her. I sing I drive myself crazy. Can we can we get a little right now? No, I'm cotton mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no way I'm singing. 
Um, all right, I'm gonna wrap this up. I promise. I'm but I want to save that last drip of water <laughs> in my bottle for like when we're done. Do you want another one? No. <laughs> um, I want to have you on again because there was yeah. a billion things that I didn't get to. Okay. Um, again, you're one of my idols. I love you to death. <laughs> idols. Um, we Justin's boys. one of my uh, bro. I've been watching Justin's Instagrams and stuff. You should get Justin on. So when Justin came in last night at the bar, I kind of fangirled a little bit. I was like, oh shit, that's the dude. I was like, that's the dude that makes the funny Instagram. You want to hear a funny text. story about Justin? Justin, no. not the DJ. No, it's this isn't crazy. This has happened today, Justin. So Justin <laughs> goes to get <laughs> Justin goes to get his pass. He goes to get his Mex pass oh, when we check right, in. Yeah. And he gives him uh they scan the thing and the guy looks up at Justin and says, Oh, you're Justin the DJ. No. And Justin goes, Oh shit, he recognized me and he, go- he walks off and then he looks at his badge and I put his name in when I registered him <laughs> as Justin the DJ. <laughs> Bro, I went to... He's like, you did that? I'm like, fuck yeah, I did it. Like, I want people to know. I went to uh, DJ Expo, Atlantic City, and um, uh, Kevin Garrity. Hi, Kevin. He was like... Uh, no, 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 it was Demand. He was like, um, yo, man, he's like, we'll just get you a pass. And so he found one from, like, Jason Clock. So, like, we're standing at the counter, and they don't ask for ID. I'm about to ruin this whole thing, because they're going to be like, oh, yeah, we should probably do <laughs> this. Probably, yeah, I don't know if the show producers of Mex are going to listen to the podcast. But That's true. Unless you tag them. So, no, I'm not going to yeah, tag them. We're at Mex. Yeah, it's true. Marketing, bro, SEO. So, I literally, um, uh, she's, she's like, what's your name? I was like, Jason, uh, Clark. Jason Clark. And she goes, oh, from Clock Entertainment? I'm like... Yep, that's me. I picked up a pass for Glenn Roush today. He's in he's in Cancun. <laughs> Jason Demand Cohen is standing next to me, getting his stuff, and the dude checking him and he goes, "Oh, you both are named Jason." And I went, <laughs> "You're like no." I went, "No," and like Demand nudged. I was like, "Yes, yes, we are." My name doesn't even start with a J. Ending the podcast, part one of Nate Nelson. I'd love to have a part two one day down the road. Uh, you said you have things in the future, things you want to do. Uh, anything that you want I, you've talked to me a little bit about stuff that you I think you want to kind of keep under your hat but anything that you can tell us that you absolutely would love to accomplish I don't want to I don't want to do something crazy like uh, like Joe's doing with a membership group but I want to I feel like I've learned a lot in the last 10 years on um, just how to work with a human being like and that's big like it a lot of it was like at first you see, you know, people come in like Justin when he got hired on our team was phenomenal. Like he was competing with to be as good as me already straight out the gate. And it yeah. intimidated me. And so I had to check myself on a lot of different things throughout this whole process of training people and building a team. And one of my biggest things is like right now, you know, I, I look around and I know that there's a couple guys in, in our market that aren't LaForce guys that are on our are like tier and they're some of my good friends and competitors, but you know, I feel like our team is pretty strong and sure. uh, I feel like I don't have everything to do with it, but I've just instilled a lot of passion into them. And I think that like um, working with people is a strong suit of mine and I want to share more. I want to, I want to educate more. And I feel like sometimes, you know, Joe Bun, <laughs> he may not want, like me saying this, but early on the first time he spoke at mobile beat uh, and the first time I was speaking at mobile beat, I asked him, I was like, you, are you like write, are you scripting everything that you say 100% out or are you just making on slides? Stage. Yeah, on stage in your yeah. presentations. He's like, nah, dude, I make slides and I know I'm going to talk about it and then I just say shit. That's like, that's why I just, 
sometimes will go off a cuff and sure. I'm like, I get it. And so I took that mentality in the beginning and now I've realized now that I've been practicing and building different slideshows and things that I really are am passionate about teaching. Um, I've had to really dig into how I want to come through with it. And so, um, I want to share more. I want to do, uh, you know, some sort of conference in the South. Okay, um, I, didn't, I didn't know if you wanted to, I, it's a, it's a goal. It's on the list. It's yeah. something that I'm definitely going to strive to do. Um, I want it to be different and unique in its own way. Um, and you know, not like DJC is in a, in a league of its own. I don't want it to sure. be, I want it to be not like DJC, but something that is, you kind of told us a little bit. And again, I won't go into it cause I think there's you not, keep there's that not, under your head. Well, the big thing is, is there's not a lot of people that are in the younger space. Like, like when you look at who's producing shows, like, um, who like we really, when we get older, we don't think, we think that we know it all, but we have a lot of fucking smart young people working for us that understand the technology and um, the new trends and habits and things that can help us when sure. we're older and not thinking about those things. And we are dealing with a wife and kids and things that you have in your daily life that you can't spend that extra time. Like your free time, my free time is not consumed by going and researching other things and that's not just stuff I can put on my plate as far as work goes. Right. And so my free time is family. Wife, like when I have kids. free time it's kids, wife and basketball. Like you and know gambling. <laughs> and and gambling, yeah. Like that's free time. But like so I, I'm not I, I appreciate and have learned to um you know really like look at my younger staff to get ideas and advice and run with them and trust them and um, when you have, when you build a team that you can trust and you kind of can think the same way and you all have the same goals and ideas, like people get stuff done on the way they want it done. And the, they, I, I trust Justin to build our Instagram the best that he can. And he's in charge of little forces Instagram. Like, yeah. and he's obviously has a proven track record that he can do it. And we give him a lot of creative freedom to do what he wants. So, you know, when you give someone an opportunity to be great at their job and not give them so many restrictions, you can really build a good, good, solid team and a good foundation and roll with it. I think that's my – that would probably be my hurdle, like, in, in owning a company. And I think uh, now – I don't I, own shit, so I'm good, but, like, right. I just am passionate about it. I treat it like it's mine, I, you know. But that's that's what I'm saying. I will say I thought you owned LaForce for the longest time. Yeah, a lot of people And do. then Justin Reed was Even like – Even people in Dallas sometimes do. They don't – like, Glenn is not in, in the spotlight. Like, But I think it's a good thing because then, like, you know – uh, they see how passionate you are with the brand. Yeah. You know, they see like, look, you know, if one guy owns the company is doing everything and the boys are just coming in, grabbing gear and leaving, like what's, you know, yeah, that's, we have a guys, big, we have a big family bond. We spend a lot of time together. Like our team are my best friends. Like I spend a lot, like when I'm watching a game or if I'm going out to do something that's not family related, I'm doing it with guys that are on my team. Like, and I, I think that, again, that's where I need to get more like that. And I think now that I have, your contact info yeah. i'll probably be leaning on you a little bit you know i already had your number in my phone really yeah i think probably I like call of duty or call something. of duty for more yeah. on wednesday or something like uh, i honestly uh when, i'm terrible when you sent me numbers. your number in, in in instagram i just copied it and then i went to just the number pad and i went to paste and when i pasted it, it said radio shorty oh really yeah so i already had it um i love you to death bro oh, love you too man Thank i know you, you got it i know you got you got your 75 mile trip back out yeah, to uh you gotta head back to the south to, point yeah oklahoma's out there somewhere it is kind of country out there <laughs> have i ever told you that um and if you ever get around kev ask kevin about the Waterburger. it was kevin and teddy that was in the car with us right the Waterburger hank hill story we'll keep that for when you and kevin do your okay. podcast talk the, about that the wa- say it again the water burger okay 
It's a it's a like, oh I've been to Waterburger. Waterburger. Yeah. yeah, I used uh, to do radio in Destin, Kevin, Florida. Kevin and Teddy came to Dallas and spent a week with us, and yeah. we were we were at Glenn's one night, and I don't know where we were going. It was late. We got Waterburger late some for some reason, and maybe we were streaming. It was after the stream. We had streamed in our studio. And we went to Waterburger afterwards on the way back to the house, and I did the entire drive through order with Hank Hill's voice. <laughs> can you do it now? Yeah. Or you <laughs> can you can just order something from Waterburger. Uh, Welcome to Waterburger. Can I uh, help you? Yeah, can you give me one second? I got some people from Pennsylvania in the back that have never been here before, so they need to check out the menu. And that's what exactly what I said, right? Like I, and so he was like, okay. <laughs> and uh, I was like, hi, are you there? We're ready to order. And, you know, we, okay, I, go ahead. I ordered the whole, yeah. I need a number one with bacon and cheese with no onions or tomatoes. And can you give me one of the Coca-Cola classics to drink with that? Uh, I'll also have one of them spicy ketchups. That shit is the bomb. You know, so I I just ordered everything as Hank Hills. And Kevin and Teddy are in the back fucking dying, bro. Like, And Jen's up there giggling. I, I kept straight face the whole time. We got to the front. And this is like the cook from the back wearing the headset so he can make the shit. Come, hey, man. He fucking sticks his head out. And he's like... Anybody ever tell you you sound like Hank Hill? And I was like, and I, in my regular voice, I was like, yeah, man, I get it all the time. <laughs> that dude. I just, like, it was great. I used to work at Taco Cabana in high school, <laughs> and I used to talk in different accents every time. I used to get bored with it. So I was like in theater, so I'd be like, thank you for choosing Taco Cabana. My name is Nate. I'll be taking your order whenever you're ready. And then like, they'd order. I'd be like, all right, I have a number one with tacos and burritos and cheese and no rice. Like, He's just, like his own comedy show. I would honestly, bro. I, I have so many voices in my head. They need to go somewhere. <laughs> I can do. I, my kids love it when I do Mickey sir, Mouse. Sir, if you have many voices in your head, you need therapy. We well, no, we have a game that I play with my kids called Bippity Boppity Boo, and I'll act like I'm asleep, and they say Bippity Boppity Boo, turn into someone new, and they'll slap <laughs> me, right? And then I like I wake up as a different character and okay. like we've been doing this for years five years and i still have one character that they're like terrified of and it's like uh bozo the clown i just act like bozo the clown and i'm like i just come up and when, when i wake up I'll, if i'm ready to stop playing the game i'll come out as bozo and it's like i'll be like and they'll wake me up and i'll bozo and they, they take off and they're done and then they'll get distracted because they saw their ipad or something like so, oh my God! All right, yeah. well, he is a uh, a, a DJ, um, a manager at La Force, and a comedian that you can find on your local Las Vegas <laughs> comedy club, the Jimmy Kimmel Comedy <laughs> Club. Yeah. I'm gonna. I want to start my own podcast. This is fun. Uh, we talked about that, and yeah. I think you should. Uh, you know who I'd love to have on is Alex Napa. I don't know the guy. Sipson ish. I've talked to him a few times just on Instagram, saying he's hello. like a miniature Joe Rogan. He's he's good, man. He he's really good, and I I, th- I don't know if he has any back ground on like broadcasting you know people that do this sometimes like they you know, yeah sometimes it's not good and i'm just i'm mediocre yeah. I'm, like, I'm all right but i'm not the best uh but alex is it's like it's been good man it's been fun i appreciate it, man yeah. again i had 70 what's our things. outro music gonna be right now right now what do you want can you do can you do hank on the way out can i plug your instagrams and then you just i don't know yeah sure i don't know i can hank it up <laughs> <laughs> you can uh follow him at dj nate nelson uh, on Instagram, he is Nate Hundo Nelson. Nope. To the world. Damn it, Bobby, you're not supposed to tell him my damn real name.
All right, guys, we got to head down to the corner store and get us some propane so we can light the fire and get this bitch turned up. This is Hank Hill signing out from Las Vegas, Nevada. We'll see you for part two. Thank you.